Welcome to the Movie Complex Channel Podcast. Here, I review streaming TV shows and movies so that you don't have to. Your time is precious and you don't have time to waste it. So each week, I'll review a TV show or a movie and give you a bite-sized review. Now let's jump into the review. Hell will rise up, heaven will fall. How did our greatest weapon against evil end up in an unbeliever? The halo is a gift. You're God's champion. It will enhance whatever natural abilities you already possess. Ladies and gentlemen, we're entering a new era of enlightenment. Heaven does exist, because I discovered a gateway to it. Find that girl. Warrior Nun is a Netflix original supernatural fantasy about an orphan teenager named Ava who wakes up in a morgue with new superpowers and an ancient artifact embedded in her back. She soon learns that she is the chosen halo bearer for a sect of demon hunting nuns. Now, I'm going into this review cold with no prior knowledge of the comic book that this series got adapted from. That being said, I won't be comparing the two mediums at all. This review is, however, a full spoiler review, so I'll let you know when I get to the spoilery parts. Warrior Nun Season 1 has 10 37 to 50 minute episodes. Episode 1 introduces us to the ancient order of the Cruciform Sword, which I will now and henceforth call the OCS. The OCS is a military order of warrior nuns, and in the opening episode they are in a heated battle with demons. The leader of the OCS, Sister Shannon, is critically injured and needs to pass on her halo, an agent artifact with supernatural powers, to the next halo bearer. Before the process of passing the halo is completed, the OCS is attacked again. One of the warrior nuns flees the battle with the halo, and in order to keep it from enemy hands, she places it inside our newly deceased main character, Ava. Then we take a leap of faith right into the series. See what I did there? This is unfortunately where the action comes to a screeching halt as we get some character development time with Ava as she starts her second chance at life. Based on the episodes the series gave us, I think they may have spent a little too much time on her development. Sure, they did sprinkle some action here and there in bits of intrigue, but there was way too much time spent on the Ava experience. Accompanied by the Ava experience, we also get her inner turmoil about giving up her new life to join the OCS as the new Halo Bearer. Upon watching and waiting for the real grit of the show to start, after about episode 6 or 7, I took a small but actually pretty long break from the series and came back to it later. When I jump back in, the show quickly takes off and I start to get more into the show and binge the last 3-4 to four episodes. The show is pretty enjoyable despite some character development setbacks. My favorite characters are definitely Shaka and Mary, Lilith, and Beatrice. Shaka and Mary could have easily been the main character in her own right. She has an intriguing backstory that I would love to delve further into. She has a big heart and she's a complete badass. Beatrice is the stoic badass of the group. She's quiet yet deadly. She has a dedication to her religion, a dedication to her order, and she commands lots of respect. Lilith is also a badass, hates shotgun Mary, and comes from a long line of halo bearers. She has lots of layers and a lineage to live up to. I could have stood to see more of all three of these characters. My least favorite character is the main character, and I'll go into why a little later. Besides the physical villains of the show, the demons, there is a human villain that could stand to be in the limelight for a second. 
Jillian Salvius is the anti-church science's king villain of the series. She holds science way above religion and plans to use some religious artifacts to open a Stargate-like gateway to heaven. I feel like this is the perfect oil and water relationship with the show and I really love seeing both sides of their arguments. I could have stood to see more interactions between Jillian and Cardinal Francis. And now for some spoilers. Leave now, go watch the show, and come back and watch this later. I'll wait. Now here are some things that really disappointed me about the show. The character development time I talked about earlier dragged on far too long. We spend, and this is just approximation, episodes 2, 3, 4, 5, and part of 6 in character development mode with Ava. I feel like the second chance plot and her turmoil about joining the OCS could have been condensed into two episodes. Three if you're needy. Ava, who is annoyingly laced with inner dialogue and horrible quips, is not really worth developing for four and a half episodes. Did I mention she carries a remarkable resemblance to Ellen Page? Most movies would have done this far more eloquently by pairing her with a mentor and sending her off on a self-reflective journey which would have completed in record time. Think Golden Child, Serenity, Star Wars A New Hope, and Spider-Man Far From Home. Those all have the hero refusing the call, but they manage to rein in the hero far better than Warrior Nun does. Now, I have no problem giving characters dimension and complexities, but they tried to do this with Beatrice. They did this by setting her up as a lesbian. I feel like that is a direction you can go with this character, but I feel like the more obvious choice for this direction was Shotgun Married. In the first episode, it was, or it appeared to me, that Mary is a lesbian. The relationship that we saw with her and sister Shannon in the opening episode reeks of a closer, much deeper relationship. Then on top of Beatrice being a lesbian, they threw in Ava's feelings for her that to me came out of nowhere. Ava spent so many episodes pining over JC, I had no idea she could conjure up feelings for Beatrice or another person of the same sex for that matter. There was no indication whatsoever that Ava liked both sexes. I read on fandom that the creator and the writers want to explore Ava and Beatrice's relationship in season two. That's okay, but I honestly would rather see how Mary and Sister Shannon's relationship got to be so deep. Okay, so push that issue to the side for a second. We need to get into my main issue. In episode 10, we discovered that Adriel isn't an angel at all. Adriel had been perpetrating as an angel, but was really a demon. That raises quite a few questions for me. If Adriel is a demon, why did he kill another demon after entering Earth's portal? Was that part of the plan? Was he trying to make himself appear as an angel so that he can infiltrate the church? Why was he trying to infiltrate the church if that was his intent? Did he have a plan to destroy the church from within? If he did want to destroy the church from within, it didn't work because he was essentially caught and imprisoned. If he is a demon, why would he give up his demon power? Because we know it wasn't a halo, to a mortal woman and let her pass it on to other people this entire time. At what point in the history of the OCS was he imprisoned? It really does make a big difference. If he was caught and captured during Ariella's time, then that means he was caught before he could initiate some type of plan. But if he was captured years or even a century later, then that doesn't make any sense at all. Although it adds a thick layer of complexity to the series, how in the world are these people of faith gonna wrap their heads around the fact that they're using demon-powered weapons? So, if we have fake angels, where in the heaven are the real angels? When are they gonna appear and give the OCS some real firepower? Not once in Warrior Nun have we seen a real angel, prophet of God, or even heard the voice of God. 
My only rationale for this is because it would have blown fake Adriel's plot out of the water. Real angels would have told them about the faker and set them on the right path. Also, we have a traitor priest and a fake angel who started the OCS organization. Are there any other traitors? I'm pretty sure the comic could answer quite a few of these questions, so I might have to break down and buy a few. Despite my questions and a few flaws with the show, I still had a great time watching it. I give Warrior Nuns a 7 out of 10. A little bit better than mediocre, but not good enough to be a perfect show. Do you know what movie does this better? The 1992 film Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Need more movie reviews? Why not check out the 321 Binge podcast where they also review movies. If you love listening to the Bite Size Review podcast, that's super awesome, but did you know we have a YouTube channel? If you're more of a visual person, then you should definitely check it out. Just go to the YouTube search bar and type in Movie Complex Channel, or you can go to www.youtube.com slash C for channel slash Movie Complex Channel. Thank you for listening to the Movie Complex Channel podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, download, and share episodes so that I know you enjoyed it. See you next week.